You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Raw Talk with Sheena. We have a really special day today for so many reasons. Yeah, all of the people that I love and a really amazing and cool special guest is here with us today. So it's me. It's <laughs> it's Am. <laughs> Surprise! Um, but Noelle is also here. You guys Yay. have heard Noelle, and it's her birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday to Noelle. And our special guest, her name is Laura Powers. Hello. Laura, there are so many things about you and there are so many things that you do. So we're going to focus on some of the things that I know that our listeners are really, really interested in. Absolutely. But I want you to first introduce yourself in a way that is not defined by what you do, but what you like to do. Oh, we love that. So unusual. Well, I'm a very creative person, also very intuitive and psychic. And I've actually understood recently how connected those two are. So I work as a psychic medium. I love anything that involves kind of creating and expressing. So writing, singing, acting, modeling, singing, you know, (laughs) that's so cool. And at the same time, you can probably also see a connection in all of those things. Oh, yeah. It's funny. I used to really compartmentalize everything when yeah. I was younger. And now it's kind of like, wow, I see how they all connect. And, and when you allow the connection and the synergy, then actually like more magic is possible. So amazing. So to give everyone a bit of a backstory, the reason why Laura is here is because one of our amazing clients at Raw Republic has um, met Laura in the past and knows her best as a psychic medium. So she's here at Raw Republic this weekend doing a live reading event and then also private readings. So I can imagine that most people are most interested in that aspect. Yeah, it's funny because if I, I can mention a whole bunch of things that if I say psychic, I'm just like, oh, psychic. Like, right. <laughs> and I think that's because it's something that's not as typically known. I mean, like most people don't know a professional psychic. Mm-hmm. You might have an idea of it from TV, you know, or, you know, something that they've read or heard about, but there's just a curiosity in terms of like real life experience. So I totally understand that. And I do want to educate people people and help them understand the psychic realm better. Yes. And you do such a good job of that because you, you, (laughs) because you operate so naturally in everyday life. I think that a lot of people are expecting a psychic to show up somewhere and just immediately be like, oh, that angel orb above your head, it means this, <laughs> and there's a green so light true. around you, and like there's, I feel the dark energy. Like yeah. She's like not wearing a turban or no. anything. Yeah. No, I like, I. so I had an office space briefly in West Hollywood when I first moved to LA, and mm-hmm. if you don't know West Hollywood, it's this super like gay, mm-hmm. like designy uh-huh. kind of hip area of, right, of yeah. LA. And um, it was the first time in my life I had a large demographic of gay male clients. So anyway, <laughs> this one showed up and I I also model on the side. And so I, I was wearing like what I typically wear is had a skirt and boots and, you know, cute top. And he's like, oh, you look like a model. And he was just like, <laughs> and I could just tell he was totally envisioning this like kind of uh, long, you know, yes. broomstick skirt with yes. like a, some kind of head wrap or something. Like you were going to be a witch. That? Yeah. Nothing is wrong with that, but I just don't, that's not my style. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. We, yeah. we go to California quite often to research and things like that. And, um, you would expect that you would be drawn to California because of the information. So yeah. you were telling us before we started. And so I kind of want to touch on a little bit of, your journey in a, in a way that's like doesn't move backwards because everyone who's listening to this podcast knows that I'm so quick to just say you know the next frequency <laughs> you know the next the next vibration so right. let's just resonate there yeah instead of just going back and completely referencing your past to to define your future yeah. so just briefly though because it's important for yeah. your for your um, journey and and what you do today, it was your inspiration for what you do. Just what would you say? What's like, what are the things that stand out that brought you to where you are? Yeah. So I would say, you know, when we're little, we usually have a pretty good idea of what we're here for. And then what happens is society or family, friends, you know, et cetera, basically tell us that's not okay. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we 
come up with what I've heard described as like our shadow self or our shadow career, or whatever. So when I was little, I, the first of all, I came from a family of musicians. So like I was, we would go out to concerts and I would dance around and like, I, you know, I sang backup ever since I was little. And I remember a family friend asking when I was about seven, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, I want to be a singer and a writer and an actress and a model. Mm-hmm. And he laughed at me. <laughs> and that, that was the first of that kind of like, oh, for some reason, this is okay. And I did, mm-hmm. I did all those things as a child um, and had success. Like I was featured on the news as a singer. I did child modeling mm-hmm. and runway shows, you know, all these things I, I, you know, had, they had legs basically, yes. even without me doing much for it to happen. Um, but I gradually got the message that that was probably not okay. And I started to go on a path of a much more, you know, societally accepted path. I still did my things, but it was like, on the my, side on the side mm-hmm. right it was your hobby exactly it was like okay but it's I still have this as my safe thing and then yes. I have this as my other thing that was my passion that I pursue so I went and lived my life very kind of analytically practically you know I went I got my bachelor's degree I got my master's um, I got a like regular job I my master's is in politics or excuse me poli sci um, I was working at the president's office of a university um, I ran for public office. I had this very, oh yeah, what? I was a planning commissioner. Now, if you don't know what that is, a planning commissioner is the review board that reviews development plans before it goes to city council. Okay. These are televised meetings. I had a very like conservative, mm-hmm. you know, traditional thing Look, going. Yeah. yeah. Look, mm-hmm. and I still was kind of wild. Like if you mm-hmm. knew me because I was a burlesque performer as well. Like, so Here we I go. still had that. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you just, kind of assess me without really knowing me you're like oh she's a conservative you know pretty traditional woman um, and then like it was during the recession, everything just fell apart. So mm-hmm. I, I was married. My marriage fell apart. Um, I had moved to Seattle with my husband at the time because he got a job at Microsoft and I was doing contract work. And then when that ended, the recession happened. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I do. People are funny. They're like, yeah, I do have a lot of ex- I also rose very quickly. So at a young age, I, I was managing a team. I was working with the president, and the chancellor of the university, you know, so um, I've always been kind of a go getter in that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then everything fell apart. And I was at a total loss. Not only that, but I was physically sick. I was on sleeping pills. Um, you know, I was diagnosed as depressed. I had PCOS. I was later diagnosed with leaky gut. Um, candida, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, everything yeah. was a mess. Yeah. I, I couldn't lose weight, which had never happened before. Um, so I was at that point going through traditional means trying to figure out, but things weren't shifting, you know, I was still in a lot of struggle. So I went to a psychic and the psychic was like, well, you know, when you shut everything out psychically, you shut out what you needed to know. And of course I'd never told her. And so that was said about the process of me for re kind of starting my life. And I realized I had been living very analytically, very practically, very logically. Mm -hmm. And that got me into a big mess. Yes. And so I started just checking in psychically Mm -hmm. open back up, taking classes and trying to operate from the other side. Yes. And so that's been the last several years is, is that journey of totally shifting. (laughs) That is amazing. And so interesting. And I wonder what the question that came up that I think that people listening are probably wondering is, do you think that you could have been in that traditional format of working and analytical thinking while incorporating the part of you that that needed needed to be alive in order for you to be healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about balance. And, and basically, I shut it out because I thought that I needed to. And mm-hmm. I also had an early um, childhood history of abuse. So when I was born in France, and we left France, uh, when my family left my father uh, mm-hmm. in an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, um, when you come from a, a background of abuse, you learn to kind of shut down what you want and need in order to support those around you. So that that was a big part of this process was like, I was like, what do I want? Oh, it's not really important. Mm -hmm. And that was the shadow career that was getting, you know, involved in these other areas, which, you know, 
everyone's passion, everyone's purpose and what they love is different. So if that's what you're interested in, by all means, go for that. But it wasn't until many, many years later that I realized like how much of what I thought I wanted wasn't really what I wanted, Mm -hmm. but what I thought I should want. (laughs) So you basically just started asking yourself, who is running my life? Yeah. And it, it takes, it takes a lot. It's like peeling back the layers of the onion because I mean, if you'd asked me, you know, 10 years ago, if I was living the life that I wanted, I'd been like, yeah, this is awesome. This is yeah. totally what I want. You know, it's taken but a while. But who wanted that for you? Um, I think, well, first of all, there's kind of societal messages. I mean, those are huge. You don't even have to get the direct message. It's just like what you hear. And we get a lot of messages in particular about creative industries and it being impractical. Um, and then there's family stuff. So like, I love my family, but everyone in my family is very artistic and no one um, in my family has allowed their creative thing to be their main thing. Mm -hmm. It's always on the side. So uh, my mother, um, when I told her I was going to study theater in college, I was going to major in theater, she cried. (laughs) <laughs> right? I mean, what kind of message is that? And, and she means the best for me. I'm not yes. trying to be critical of my mom, but based, that was such a loud message of like, that is a bad, unsafe decision. Mm-hmm. So at that point I was like, okay, you know, trying to balance it. And also please, you know, the people that I love. You were like, I meant poli sci. Yeah. I really meant that. <laughs> is that better? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. I, I, my undergrads in theater and then I got poli sci. Did I say theater? I meant poli sci. <laughs> And you know what's funny? There is this strong connection between like acting and, you know, film, Hollywood, theater, and politics. There always has been, but it's still fascinating, that whole thing. Yeah. It it was a... And sometimes you have to go down that path that's not to like realize, like, because I was at a point where I I was very involved in politics. Like, I was um, a state delegate at this... uh, assembly and convention, um, which is like an elected position, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is like, I was seriously in it, I, you know, <laughs> and, and then I kind of remember getting there and this was in 08 and just being like, wow, this isn't, you know, this isn't what I thought I want, you know, like yeah. I got there and I was starting to have it and I was like, oh, that this isn't great for me. Again, if that's your passion, awesome. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, but it wasn't. Your me. body was sending you a message the entire time. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was getting sicker and sicker mm-hmm. as well. And I think uh, our body is communicating with us constantly. And if we listen, it's kind of like the hot, cold, like warmer, colder, you know, and I mind was like cold, 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 mm-hmm. cold <laughs> as I went. <laughs> and so now you're sitting here, a, a picture of health yeah. and just feeling amazing. I see you, you know, every single morning with so much energy and Thank smiling. Yeah. And then also taking time in the afternoons to rest. You've yeah. been traveling. Mm-hmm. And so what, you know, like for a lot oh. of people, it's like, there that's not an option because it's not part of the program that's efficient and that's such a a health focused practice that I've seen you take you're eating Mm -hmm. when you have to eat you're finding food you're you're connecting with the types of foods that you need at the time and um and so yeah that's amazing I'm glad that we're here now (laughs) seeing you because also it's sending a message that you are psychically connected to yourself which a lot of psychics you can see are sometimes not well one of the patterns i see as a whole for a lot of psychics as well as a lot of women and you know obviously you're psychic and a woman it can definitely be there is the that their people are so wanting to heal and help others they forget themselves and and the message i've gotten from spirit is that that is not good or light because you know, you want to not only help others, but you want to be loving and good towards yourself. And if you're forgetting yourself, you're being unloving to someone, even if it's you. Mm -hmm. And the principles of the light are always win-win. So you don't have to have a loser in a dynamic. That is awesome. Yeah. The principle of the light is win-win. Yeah. Yeah. The the dark sort of dichotomy is win-lose paradigm. There's always someone who is, gets the, you know, raw end of the deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I would never, for example, recommend making a deal with a demon, even if it sounds like you're winning, (laughs) you are not, or they wouldn't make it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like a lot of times also some people use 
their healing abilities as a distraction away from themselves. So they'll focus on healing other people so that mm-hmm. they don't have to look at what they need to Definitely. heal. And then they're also learning vicariously along the way, like, oh, that person has this, 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 but they're not willing to go deep within mm-hmm. themselves. And I feel like that's really important if you're going to be a healer is to dig deep within yourself. Right. And I think Laura does that like in the most beautiful way ever. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will say if you're aware and um, learning through your gifts as a psychic, you can learn really fast because you're constantly getting these messages mm-hmm. um, that basically if I do a reading for someone, part of that message is for me too, because we're, we're attracted to each other because we have some kind of like, you know, belief system match. Mm-hmm. And so then if I can integrate that and, and the other thing I want to say is that the, you know, the more you receive, the more you can give. And so if you're constantly depleted, how much can you really give? Mm-hmm. Not very much. So I love looking at a person like a Sir Richard Branson or an Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. You know, these are people that give so much, but man, they have pretty good lives too. Like, yeah. you know, they're not suffering. <laughs> yes. And I love that message. And that's so true. And on a smaller scale, I definitely feel it constantly. Yeah. You know, we build our lives to be providers, oftentimes as women. And so we are constantly in the role of thinking that we need to provide. And so often when we do take that moment for ourselves, or that day for ourselves, or that choice just for ourselves, I hear so often that women feel so guilty about it. And so I know Amberly and I, we like, we focus a lot on sending that message to women specifically and men. It's really for everyone, but, um, but people who are in, in kind of that standpoint of, you know, I can't because I have children. I can't because I have pets. I can't because I have a job or a husband or people who are relying on me, my parents. I can't because I have a pet fish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't because I have Curtis, you yeah. know, <laughs> for many different reasons. It's just that there's something coming up and like, Amber, like you just said, it was, um, it could be avoidance of, of looking in and, and it can also just be, um, that we don't have a really good understanding of how much we need. Like Mm -hmm. we need a lot. We do. And I just, I actually yesterday just posted on Facebook. I got this message here. Stop apologizing for what you need. Like what you need is not a bad thing. That was for me. Yeah. It was definitely for me. I got it for a lot of people. I was like, share this. (laughs) I'm just going to take it. Okay. It's for (laughs) me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's really important to, to honor and also, uh, if you if you do feel guilt, there's probably some message you've received in there that you're not worthy of love, that mm-hmm. you're not worthy. And I want everyone listening to know that everyone is an amazing, beautiful child of God, and we are all worthy. Like, we don't need to justify our worth by doing things for other people. Like we are just as important as this other person, you know, like everyone's important. And so not to feel like you have to like be a value to someone else in order to have worth yourself. Well, I feel like our society is that's big taught to do things for, for affection, for, um, being worthy. Mm -hmm. So you get straight A's to get attention from your teachers and your family members. Mm -hmm. You, you take that poli sci job and, and that major, and you do those things as a result of getting that love and attention and okay, I'm doing the right thing according to what other people see me doing and wanting to do Mm -hmm. and, and all of that kind of stuff. So we do operate from a standpoint of, I have to do this in order to receive this. I have to do this in order to do that. Mm -hmm. And there rarely do we ever do something just for ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and do something without the um, thing in mind of like, okay, I'm going to get validation or I'm going to get an affirmation or I'm going to get attention from somebody or something. So I feel like that would be a good practice for people to do is to just start doing things for themselves because Mm -hmm. they are worthy and they don't need anything in return to validate that worth. Well, I think that people who rely on those behaviors are probably not familiar with the feeling of doing something for themselves and feeling the immense love and appreciation that's coming from an internal divine ever providing source. It's a different validation. It's a different love. It's a different feeling. And 
we need it from somewhere. So I, it's, it makes sense that if you know A plus B equals C, you're just running that formula in your brain constantly that, okay, if I do this, I get this. If I do this, I get this without asking the question, could this be done better? Or, or could this be done in a way that's more uh, connected to my soul or my spirit or what I'm being called to do? And then taking those inspired actions the response is so much more fulfilling. Yeah, and I, I want to say too that if you're surrounded by people that will only love or, or or perceive to be love or accept you if you are a certain way, that's not really love. And yeah. you might want to rethink it. Now, this is really hard when, let's say, it's it's you know some family members or you know people, friends you've been close with for a really long time, mm-hmm. but. But at the same time, someone who truly loves and cares about you, cares about you, cares about what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled. And it's not all about them. Right. And so, you know, sometimes there's a lot of work there that needs to be done in terms of releasing people that cannot really have you in who you truly are. But Mm -hmm. that's part of the journey. And, you know, again, do you really want um, those kinds of relationships where someone is not appreciating you for who and what you really are and want? Right. What you described is unconditional love. Yeah, right, right. And we all deserve and can have that. Yes. It's just we've gotten a lot of messages sometimes that that's not possible. So then we hold on to situations that aren't ideal um, just because we don't want to let go and, and be alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we were talking to kind of move into even deeper the things that you do and, and what you provide for people. We were talking the other night about all the content and all the information that you've put into the world and the way in which you receive all of these divine messages yeah. and all of these divine sources of inspiration. And so I want to go back to those things that we were talking about the other night yes wait are we are we getting to what i think we're getting to yeah (laughs) my favorite thing in the entire universe right now i'm obsessed yeah we were really close last night and the other night and i had to i had to shut it down because i was like this needs to be the first time we talk about this has to be on the podcast oh my gosh yes okay so Laura was (laughs) showing us her book yes and her book is called what is the name of the book that we were looking at so I have six books but this last one I released is called Supernatural Survival Guide yeah so give us the rundown the book is basically a survival guide of yeah so it's a supernatural and I go through 13 different types of supernatural beings of course it's 13 (laughs) because it's Halloween-y book yeah And that's what my guides told me to do. So, and today's yeah. the 13th, and it by is, the way. Oh, that's right. We're, yeah. we're taping on Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also here for Halloween Expo. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 13 different types of beings. How to identify these beings, what their characteristics are, how to handle yourself around them, and then sometimes just general stories and information that would be helpful. Okay, it's my favorite thing go ahead Ann. what's your fa- what's your favorite being okay uh, well before Besides we get to this first and foremost I want to say that I never believed in this stuff ever like all of these 13 beings I was like oh those are false like if you don't believe in them you're not giving them energy so they don't exist yeah so I was like okay there's no such thing as demons or devils or um you fallen know, angels yeah genies vampires. Vampires. yeah I was like it's all fake it's all yeah whatever so even though I've always been into like infinite possibilities, there's always like the majority of my brain that's like hell to the no. Like those do not exist. Yeah. Please stop being a child. Yeah. So I was like, okay, no. For whatever reason, and I have like flipped through books like this before and all the time I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I had Laura's book in my hand. It started vibrating first and foremost. So let me just say that. Anytime that happens, I'm like, okay, this has a lot of energy and a lot of truth in it. Then the book turns blue, which, I mean, at that point I was like hallucinating out of my skull because I was up for so long. I was up for like 36 hours, whatever. So it was blue. And this blue light's like all over my lap. I'm like, okay, this is truth. This is truth. Whatever's in this book, I have to read. So I'm like thumbing through it and get to Fallen Angels dun 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 and I was like (laughs) I was like do I believe this I don't know well I start reading it and I'm like holy crap this is awesome like everything about it I was like wait because Laura goes through and talks about like physical symptoms or um 
kind of characteristics and different things like that that mm-hmm. are like, oh, this thing might be interfering with your field. And, you know, if you have this, then that means that this right. is in your field. And I was just fascinated because I'm like, well, crap, I have this, 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 this wait, do I have a fallen angel? And then Laura, Laura's like, um, yeah, you have, there's a big one right here. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but anyway, the whole thing but was the reason yeah. why you were so connected to that is because you had been saying over the past two weeks, yes. exactly this dynamic, which you were experiencing, which go into detail about that. Definitely. So Sheena tells me, okay, um, you know, Laura powers is coming, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, it was just a text. So I go to Laura's website and I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Immediately I get, you're not going to meet her. Like, don't meet her. You don't need to meet her. <laughs> she did. Whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to meet her. And I was like, like great. It's just, Amberly's just being a bitch again. <laughs> yeah. Another month again. of Amberly being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to meet her. Okay, that's cool. You have fun with her, but um, I'm going to stay at home. Thanks. So anyway, then later on, um, I had a vision though that I was with you actually in this room. This is the situation. Yeah, this is the vision that I yeah. had. Like to a T. But this kept happening. So like you yes. were getting messages to do something and then this and then things were slowing you down and getting yep. there like meditation class that day. You were yeah. like, I'm not going to meditate I'm not gonna make it to meditation, I'm not gonna make it to yes. meditation. And like there was also a driving force behind you that was like you and we waited for mm-hmm. you to make sure that you could meditate. Yeah, exactly. And and that meditation was one of the most incredible meditations I had in my life. And that meditation, I also received a lot of information and I knew that morning I was like, I'm going to receive a lot of information today. And then something else was like, no, don't meditate. Don't look there. Don't go there. And I was like, good for you. Shut up, bitches. I'm going. (laughs) So I like went, went for it. And it was like torrential downpour. It was horrible getting here. And as soon as I walked inside, it like stops raining. I'm like, okay, really? Something did not want me to meditate that Mm -hmm. day. And then went through it. It was awesome, of course. And then... And then the same thing basically happened... Yes. The night that you met Laura and was reading this book. So Mm -hmm. it was just prior experience to bring you to the point of seeing Mm -hmm. the validity of what you were holding in your hands. Exactly. That's exactly it. It was leading up to that moment. And I was like, okay, wait, this has been happening recently. I've been getting mixed messages, false guidance, because part of me was like, why would I turn around right now? Like, why would I do that? And then my gut was saying something else. And I'm like, am I just being rebellious right now? Because my gut was like, well, just go, just do it. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you not do it? So went through it. And then I was like, wait, I love this girl. Like what, why was I not supposed to, <laughs> to meet her? And then this book comes out and then every, shit hit the fan. Everything was revealed. And this like <laughs> apparently fallen angel has been messing with me this entire yeah, time. Right. And not only that, I've had physical symptoms of yeah. that, like uh, this dark hair on my arm and, um, goosebump patches on my left arm and like dark coarse hair coming out of my head, different things like that. I'm like, what? the heck is going on with me it was like yeah yeah well no well it could be like it in in amber in amber's case it was like on her body but it could be just finding like darker black hairs it could be any hair but especially the, the thick dark ones are the ones that are really strong um, in places where it shouldn't be like so in my case if you you, you know, can't see me but I have either blonde or kind of blonde or silvery hair it's pink sometimes blonde but, I like that yeah was blonde like, hair blonde silvery um, light it's light, light, light anyway and I would find like in my bathtub like a long black hair that literally I'm the only one that uses it like where did this come from I would pull one out of my purse you know like just finding them in weird places and I started as through pattern correlation noticing and then I started checking in with clients and I would say okay this is this is what I'm seeing and I would get confirmation from others so it was not just based on my experience but from what other people were dealing with as well so when someone is experiencing these so the book goes through 
what our characteristics of seeing or being an experience with supernatural beings. And it gives, you know, very clear descriptions of, well, these things may happen to you. You may have these physical symptoms. You may see these physical signs in your everyday life, which is so, I mean, it's one of the most interesting things I've ever heard. And you are, you're characterizing them in a being, but in essence, it's energy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, like a lot of these different beings I've experienced at different times in my life. So I give the analogy of like when you're going through a video game, you know, you don't get a level 10 baddie at level one. Like, you know, so when I started out at first, I dealt with ghosts and then I was dealing with dark entities. And then later I was dealing with demons and, you know, and so like fallen angels are the recent and, and gin or genies in Western terminology are ones that I've dealt with more recently. So yes, uh, over everyone, time, you, you know, that, that has to do with energy shifting Genie. and each one is like, <laughs> you know, a different level of vibration. Okay. And so you're saying that basically you were, you were apt to deal with, things as you kind of progressed up the line. Yeah. Like I was, I wouldn't get like an arch demon, you know, that was attacking me when, before I had the tools for it. Like basically what, if you have something like this, it means you there on some level you are capable of handling that. Now I'm not saying to go and start, you know, you know, try to, you know, handle possession case or something, you know, but I'm just saying like, not to be afraid. Like you, you may need to learn, but that basically if something's coming at you, you have, tools for it yes sometimes with investigation so education what happened to you physically or in whatever aspect of your life like what what are some things that would happen when you would encounter these beings or these entities so uh, for me it's been a, a long process of learning what was going on trusting was trusting myself, trusting the information. I mean, uh-huh. growing up, I actually thought I was crazy. So as a child, I saw things, but other people clearly wouldn't re- be reacting to what I saw. So I remember asking my mom when I was a girl, if she saw things and I knew based on what she said that she didn't know what I was talking about. So I basically got the impression like, okay, this is all in my head. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I was in college that a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anybody about that it confirmed for me, okay, I'm not crazy. But it was also like comforting and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I yes. was like, oh, they're real. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was still really scared. So that's when I psychically shut down. And that, so then, you know, fast forward several years, that was in the situation I talked about earlier with, you know, being unemployed and physically sick. Um, so then I, it was a long process for me of, you know, first of all, inviting the light in. So the analogy I give to people is our minds, our lives, and our energy fields are very much like a garden. If you don't plant flowers, what shows up automatically are the weeds. So I basically had like a really weedy life garden, you know, like Mm -hmm. I had never invited angels or beings of light in. And so what just showed up was all the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn to invite the angels in, learn to, how to work with them, um, and then how to have better boundaries, you know, how to sort of weed my garden so that like when stuff that I didn't want in it showed up, I could clear it. Yes. And as I've gotten stronger, it's gotten more important for my boundaries to be even stronger, especially as I've gotten more visible. I mean, I'm literally energetically interacting with millions of people online in mm-hmm. terms of the people that have seen my videos or read my books, et cetera. Yes. And so any energy opening is very utilized by the dark and so I have to be like really strong. Like when I was young, I had no boundaries. In fact, I, if I wanted to, I could be what's called a trance medium, which is where someone, you know, you basically a being comes in and like, communicates through Through your body. Uh Um, So that's what happened. Beings would try to get in my body, you know, and I would kind of fight out with them in my body and be like, no, (laughs) you need Mm -hmm. to leave (laughs) now that they they don't even, they don't even try. Like there's no way that they can get in. Yes. Noelle has a question. Yeah. Yeah. Give her the microphone. Sorry. Does that have to do with the frequencies not matching yours? Because you've developed yourself to a certain frequency. So they, if they're vibrating a lower frequency that they can't, sort of like get in does that does that have to do Uh, yeah I think it's free I mean there's a lot of different ways to look at this frequency is one of them and also um just boundaries which is a part of frequency so I had very loose or almost no boundaries when I was younger because I hadn't been taught to I mean that's the thing in our society the whole energetic spiritual realm is something that most of us have almost no awareness or understanding of I mean we learn the ABCs we learn physical stuff 
this, this part isn't taught, you know, and this is why I really want to share this, the importance of this. And I do work a lot with, you know, women and parents and children, um, that have psychic abilities, because if you can learn this stuff at an early age, it can just save you so much pain and heartache. Mm-hmm. So Noelle's um, question was, how do you set yeah. your boundaries? So you set your boundaries. Um, well, first of all, if you're struggling with it, I recommend asking the angels, especially Archangel Michael for help. He's the protector. Um, and then uh, there's a correlation between what happens physically and the energetic realm. So um, it's important to enforce physical boundaries in order to have energetic or spiritual boundaries so regarding other people yeah situations okay. what you want what you don't want so if you are requesting to have stronger energetic or spiritual boundaries but you're in an unhealthy codependent relationship or an abusive relationship right it's not you're basically sending a mixed message you're saying what i want isn't okay and then if you're asking for for what you want right? It's like mixed. Mm -hmm. So, um, the analogy I give for that is uh, like Netflix, whatever you say yes to the universe sends you more, your Netflix, (laughs) whatever you say no to that pays attention, right? So it's like, you have to think about, okay, what am I accepting that I don't want? And Mm -hmm. what am I, you know, where am I setting these boundaries? And Mm -hmm. even as simple as let's say you go to a restaurant and you order something and it's not what you want or not what you ordered. Do you ask for it to be fixed? You know, if you just are like, ah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to, I mean, not to be mean about it, but to like stand up for like, this is what I want. So um, paying attention to your relationships, are you an environment that's acceptable for you? All of these things correlate and interplay with your spiritual boundaries as well. That is awesome. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. And I can Thanks. see just, just by hearing you talk, I can see the ways I can see, and I'm sure that many people listening can actually, if you're, if you're kind of quiet and just listening to this by yourself, you can see the ways that Laura specifically has transformed a life of disconnection to a life of immense connection and also uh, following an intuitive guidance system to bring you to a place of creation, co-creation for a life that you want Yeah. I mean, that's my big mission is for everyone to understand that you can have so much more than you think. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in every way, literally from, you know, physically what you can have to health, to love, you know, adventures, like whatever. And when I started out this journey, I would could never have imagined that I would be where I am now. And I, and I actually feel like in in many ways, it's just the beginning. Like there's so much more Mm -hmm. that's coming, but I had to unwind and kind of refigure out how to do things, you know, in a healthy yes. way. Yes. Okay, here we go. Amberly, we're coming <laughs> what to the topic. What topic? So, are you scared? No. <laughs> it takes she deals with demons <laughs> she's not scared of Sheena Manina <laughs> and people will say to me alright this is going to sound crazy and I'm like do you really? know you're talking to <laughs> like, there's hardly anything that sounds crazy to me but okay <laughs> so on this podcast quite often we talk about aliens and we talk about different alien groups yes. and we talk about the ways that they communicate we talk about the information that they're trying to provide to the universe and so first have you had any experience with aliens? All right. Um, I will say yes. And I will say that I do talk about this in my book, Supernatural Survival Guide. Okay. So there, <laughs> so what most people describe as an alien, they, they think of the term extraterrestrial and terrestrial simply means, you know, of earth and it means of this earth or of this plane. Extraterrestrial means of this earth and plane, like in a different planet, a different geographical place, but on this plane. And then there's also something called... Meaning like a third dimension? No, still on this plane, okay. but a different geographical place, okay. like on this plane, but Mars, okay. right? That would be an extraterrestrial. Okay. Uh, but then there's also something called extra dimensional or ultra terrestrial, which means um, like on, it could be on this physical place, but in a different dimension. Got it. So... Even some of the book or characters or types of beings I would describe in my book could be alien, depending on how you define alien. Yes. So yes, I have a lot of experiences with some beings that people might not stereotypically think of as extraterrestrial or alien, mm-hmm. but maybe. Yes. Um, and then lots of experiences with um, extraterrestrials or aliens because 
many of them are extremely psychic. Mm-hmm. So who are they going to connect to? Or maybe even you just pick up on their communications because you're psychic, but other psychic yes. beings. So human. So. so many of the things that we safely describe as not being a part of this dimension, but being a part of our reality. So society is very comfortable with talking about angels and Jesus and Buddha and, and people and, and beings such as those. Couldn't we consider them to be alien beings because they're not Mm -hmm. present in this dimension? I think it's very possible. I mean, sometimes people have asked me if, for example, aliens are alien and, and it all depends on how you define alien. Like to me, they're beings of light. I do believe that they are divine and they can move through different dimensions. They can create matter. They can be physical or not, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a a matter of interpretation. Um, But I will say that there are many things that we typically have thought of as being kind of quote, quote in the norm, mm-hmm. which are not. So one of the things I go about, talk about in my book is just because something looks human, for example, doesn't mean that it is. Love it. <laughs> yes. As a psychic, I have a lot of experiences that were, you know, I'm not just going by the physical cause I have all these extra senses mm-hmm. and there, I see people, I put, you know, people, because I guess I think a person is not just a human, but see people all the time that are definitely not human. I see dead people. <laughs> Do you see a pattern or notice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Darn. Yes. Me, on the other hand, it's, it's a toss up. <laughs> Well, say, Sheena, you do have a lot of fairy energy to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm more like a G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're more angelic. Oh, <laughs> I'm so awesome. <laughs> I love this so much. We can talk more about that later. <laughs> I was my my next question was going to be, do you find a particular pattern or or basis of information that most aliens are trying to transmit to humans Um, i think there are so many different types so Mm -hmm. the you know aliens are just a different type of being and they have free will just like we do so there are some that are light Mm -hmm. and some that are dark and there's many different types and so i don't think you can make it a general kind of statement about Mm -hmm. them as a whole i do think there's some lovely light extraterrestrial beings Pleiadians shout out yeah that are that are here to help us and then there's some other ones that are not helpful mm-hmm. tall grays you know, just <laughs> destructive um mm-hmm. and they're involved absolutely there's a lot of them that are involved in human affairs mm-hmm this is so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, it is very fascinating. I, um, it, it's a, a strange thing for me sometimes to be kind of living this kind of normal life. And then I see these things like, oh, what do I do with this? You know? Yes. Like be at a nightclub. Like I was at a nightclub and these two men were there that I was like, wow, they are, they're absolutely alien. Like, and they were both, I'm not kidding you, about seven feet tall. Um, and. Okay. Way to fit in, aliens. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Two standing each other very formally. You're like, we, we fucked up the formula. <laughs> we don't look human We're at big. all. <laughs> and they also weren't following like social norms. Yes. Like I noticed them right away because, well, they physically were noticeable, but also their energy field was like very different. And they had were very cold. Like there mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. no emotion. Like, yeah none. Mm-hmm. And I went to the restroom and I came back and I was um, at an event with bottle service and I was like in the little bottle service booth and was standing against the back of it. And one of them literally backed up and like leaned against me. Like, this is not a, so this is, you wouldn't normally do this. Like never <laughs> met me. Like I'm going to like, you know, no. hey there. <laughs> I just casually like leaned forward and walked away like it was so odd you know? right and and there were hundreds of people at this point I mean he he sought me out like this was right. not just he was like, probably trying to receive information yeah from you. or kind of felt because as a psychic I do look different than a lot of people mm-hmm. on an energetic kind of spiritual level yeah it was pretty fascinating but that's just an example <laughs> he's just like plugging into you like yeah yeah <laughs> plug in I definitely got the message not to engage him. Yeah. I mean, if I, if, if he had been more friendly or I felt or lighter in feeling, but it was just like, no boundary, you're not disengaged, not confrontation, but just like, no, just don't go there. So through the course of all of your work, Mm -hmm. 
Guys, this is so much information. You're going to have to listen to this podcast like six times. Um, <laughs> or 13. Yeah. Yeah. Why not 13? <laughs> Through the course of your work, you've, you have had experience with all of the things that you write about in conscious and probably subconscious ways, correct? Uh, the one that I wrote about where I cannot say I've had any personal experience would be zombies. Okay. And it was really funny because I was doing the research for this book and that was as I was writing, it, I was like, this is the one type that I'm like, yeah, that probably isn't going to happen. And then as I started researching it, I was like, yeah, that could totally happen, yes. <laughs> which was kind of funny. I was like, that is not what I thought was going to happen. But because what I realized is medically, mm-hmm. it, it would be very possible for, um, you know, like a, a prion or, or some kind of protein or something to infect the brain and cause a zombie-like outbreak. But I, I've never personally experienced this, obviously, and I, I hope I don't. <laughs> yes. But for the most part, all of these beings that you've defined and given characteristics to over the course of reading other people and just through this introspective work of your own you've and life experience yeah. and life experience mm-hmm. you have opened your awareness and some might say third eye I guess um yeah third eye I think the third eye and also my empathic sense helps me to get additional information than just what I'm physically seeing okay um but yeah a lot I mean a a lot of these beings will will be in in human society and people will assume they're human but then there's aspects of them which are obviously not human if you know what to look for very interesting very very what interesting shall we look for? i mean well beady because, eyes and and i've heard this on your podcast mm-hmm. you say that when you are beginning to develop these senses yeah it has so much to do with trust because you are seeing or yeah. hearing something that is in your mind's eye or in your mind's voice. Right. It's, it's a matter of um, trusting your senses, listening to yourself, believing um, you know, yourself versus other people's perception. It's There's a lot of what I consider in our society subtle gaslighting. If you're not familiar with the term of gaslighting it's a system in which someone else or other people or even society convinces you that your perception is not correct Mm -hmm. and so there's been a lot of that with the psychic realm in general this sort of you know scientific logical analytical therefore this is not real yes and you know, I, in a th- way, I think my background has really helped me as a psychic because I have lived in that world. Like, I'm a master's in poli-sci. I've lived very logically. I understand it better than most psychics. Mm-hmm. I think I can pretty safely say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not valid. Yes. And so it's very important for us to stop trusting everyone else above our own perception. So that's not to say to blindly trust everything, do, you know, but, but pay attention and don't just discount it, even yes. if it's not within the sort of normal societal purview. Yes, because in reality, even though something may, may seem to be supernatural, th- what you're saying is there could be a logical explanation or a scientific explanation that would tell you, okay, that intuitive gut feeling that that person is an alien is not correct when in in actuality if you go into and like step forward into trusting that that is the case then you open the door for so much more information regarding that entity or that being to provide something for you yeah i think it's important to look at physical aspects and spiritual aspects and get information from multiple sources and then trust what resonates for you Mm -hmm. but I think the challenge is that we don't have the tools to measure or know some of this stuff yet from a scientific perspective. Like I absolutely believe when I'm doing a reading, like I'm getting telepathic psychic information. Like it's coming on some kind of wave that I just don't think we know how to capture yet. Mm-hmm. And I just happen to have a good receiver for it. Yes. That's re- I really believe that. And I do think that at some point we'll have a way to measure that. Yes. It's just not quite there yet. Yes. So you do a lot of different services. You're, you will read at live events, meaning many people will be there mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. patiently for their turn <laughs> for you to read something for them. Yeah. Um, you have beings that have recently crossed over that 
would love to communicate through you as well. Mm -hmm. And then you have on a global scale, all of these big messengers ready to say like, shine this to the world, like tell them everything. And so how do you choose which messages you're going to allow to come through you at a particular time? So Mm -hmm. I set the intention and do a prayer for it to be a protected and safe space so that only beings of light are coming through. Mm -hmm. And then I I basically take a step back and trust my guides to help manage that for me. I mean, yeah, that would be a lot for me, you know, just Laura to like try to take on. But I it's basically me having a conversation with them and, and I have some very high level guides that can help kind of sort that out that said it it can be confusing still like I I had a client who was doing who wanted mediumship so I was connecting with loved ones for her on the other side and she asked to connect with someone named Bobby and then someone stepped forward and I started to describe Bobby and she was like well that doesn't sound like him at all and then and then I got clarification that I was talking to her uncle Bobby and she wanted to talk to her nephew Bobby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was like all right. So apparently the name and you yes. know, so sometimes when I'm in the beginning, just so I can like, cause they all want to talk too. So that's yes. the problem is sometimes they're like me, 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 you yes. know, is it, if I'm checking in with the client, I will sometimes ask if there's anyone in particular. And that's why I ask for a name and a relation so that I can just like not waste time for what they want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is a complicated little dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about mediumship on the podcast and people listening are probably like, you said you didn't really like mediums and psychics. And <laughs> I want to clarify that it wasn't that I was saying that I don't like psychics or mediums or the information that they provide. It's that I I don't want people to, I want it to be a healing situation and I think that a lot of people are waiting for that message for from a loved one to heal them in a sense like they're they're holding on until they hear yes you can move on to that next relationship or they're they're waiting to hear you don't have to have that guilt you know what I mean and so and and I think that sometimes psychics feed into that in a way that's like um maybe not as healthy but who you are, you wouldn't be here if, if that was the way that you worked. And, but I do think that there's a difference in things to look for when you are being read or trusting information so deeply. No, I am really, um, advise people to do their research in terms of psychics because there's a lot of different types of psychics and their motivations can be different. And there's also a lot of charlatans and fakers and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. When I first launched my business, there was a woman in my hometown who got charged with fraud for like trying to charge you know for like thousands of dollars to remove fake curses and you know things like that so I mean like I'm very aware this is is something in my field Um, also something I learned last year I want people to be aware of is I was trying to change my credit card processor and my the company contacted me and said you can't agree to our terms of service and I said why and they said, well, because typically psychics get a lot of chargebacks. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, I, you know, people, I have a lot of repeat customers and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that type of situation. And, and she's like, well, look, let me be honest with you. A lot of storefront psychics are friends for money laundering. Hmm. Interesting. And it made sense. And please, if you're a psychic, I'm not saying that you are, I just, you know, that there are situations like this mm-hmm. and to trust your feeling about it and do some research online. Cause I would walk by some storefronts and say in LA and there's a lot of them where it just, first of all, it felt really bad, felt very dark, but then also, um, it just didn't make sense. Like it'd be a very expensive real estate and there'd be like nobody ever there. Yes. You know? So check in, like, don't just blindly yeah, trust up. someone. Yeah. Um, take what they say with a grain of salt. I mean, see, does it resonate? Um, I think it's helpful to get guidance, but at the same time, do your own work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, what I don't want my, like is a client who is just looking for me to provide all the answers. I will help through guides to give, you know, steps and information, but, um, you also have to take personal mm-hmm. responsibility and accountability yeah. Yeah. on your journey. Yeah. And, and I do mediumship and that can be very lovely and healing, but in terms of, um, like deeper, bigger jumps, mm-hmm. I work a lot with angels just because yes. a loved one, even, even if they know more, once they've crossed over the other <laughs> side, they still are kind of like their personality and like have the spiritual development level of where they are. Yes. They know more once they've crossed, but they still are learning. Whereas angels, mm-hmm. 
have so much more knowledge and know so much more about the bigger picture. So, uh, you know, and I've had some really funny situations. Like sometimes people are expecting some kind of divine, like big message from a loved one. Like I had a client and she wanted to talk with her mom and her mom came through and she's like, does my mom have a message for me? And I asked her mom and her mom was like, don't give away my fur coats. <laughs> and, I was like, and then she's like, yeah, that's totally my mom, you know? Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> so do check in yes. if you want to. But in terms of like that kind of big life stuff that I think you're talking about, working with angels or spirit guides that are like higher level are probably mm-hmm. going to be more effective. <laughs> and that's why we've kind of been just wanting to raise an eyebrow to just relying on mediums that are only communicating with the other side is that there's a lot more developed information that can be provided to you with someone who can be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's a combination of learning how to access this information yourself. So my favorite type of client is someone who is looking to really grow and learn, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're developing themselves And then they're also wanting to like fast forward to maybe get a little help in some areas. So just if you're listening, know that angels are beings of light who can assist and support us. And anybody can ask for signs. Anybody can hear them and, you know, one way or the other. And I don't mean like you might not be psychic like you do where you literally hear voices, but you might hear their messages through radio, through overheard conversations, you Mm -hmm. know, through the world. Um, And so it's possible for all of us to become more in tune pretty easily once we know how. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so amazing. Another thing <laughs> about <laughs> psychics and mediums. Okay, before, when I was like first getting into this realm, I would go like get my palms read in New Orleans, like a freak. And it's like, <laughs> say, say this woman was like, oh, I see you're going to be a millionaire. I'm like, yes, I can quit my job, <laughs> sit on the couch and wait at my doorstep. You know, like the, you have to meet the the universe halfway. So receiving the information is part of it, but also stepping towards the universe when it's presenting those things into your field and being cognizant and aware of those moments. That's Mm -hmm. when you start taking action towards that. So, um, it isn't enough to just be like, Oh, okay, I'm going to listen to my psychic medium and just, right. It's not just going to magically appear like I mean, unless you have a genie. (laughs) Even then, I wouldn't recommend making a deal with a genie. Right, right. No deals with genies. (laughs) My personal recommendation. Just say no. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Can I just say something, too? It goes, um, like, the opposite way, too, that, you know, I have had, especially earlier in my career, had some people come to me, and they wanted that, like, everything's great message. And I'm like, look, I'm telling you what I'm seeing. And by the way, it's not coming from me in a sense. I mean, I'm relaying it, but I'm getting it from guides like, and relaying Mm -hmm. to the client. Um, but clients that did not like the message because they wanted a different answer Mm -hmm. and would get upset. Like I, one client, I'll, I'll never forget this client. She, um, booked a session cause she, uh, was concerned that her boyfriend was cheating. So I looked and I, I got that. Yes, he was cheating. And this, this, this is the question she asked me. Like, it's not like I just came up with it. And then she yelled at me and she said, he would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, clearly there was some concern or you wouldn't be asking me, you know? So yeah, it's the piece of like, yeah. <laughs> um, listening taking responsibility for yourself, um, and then taking steps, healthy steps for yourself, whatever those are. And they're different for every person. And it is fascinating that somebody would ask that question. If you're asking that question, you already know the answer to that because that is what I feel because, you know, I mean, there's always some people out there who are imagining things or have had trauma in the past and they're bringing that up into the relationship where it doesn't exist. But for the most part, if you're questioning it, I feel like you you are tapping into something, mm-hmm. I feel like, on some level, you know. Yeah. But yeah. likely, yeah, I'm sorry, but likely you're showing up to someone like Laura because she can provide information as to how to mm-hmm. move forward. Yeah, and by the way, I don't want to seem cold about that client. Like, I, I have compassion because clearly she's really struggling with accepting mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's hard when the truth is not what we want. <laughs> but the healthiest thing is to recognize illusion that we've been caught up in Mm -hmm. and then move forward. And I've gotten the message. There's a lot of people in the United States that are going through this lesson. It's like a big collective lesson of not getting caught up in illusion 
how we want things to be, but rather to see things as they are. And it's, it's a really hard one. So Mm -hmm. I I have a lot of compassion for anyone who's going through that. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) Well, and I, I, I mean, and it's not to say that I'm not either. I mean, we're all doing it at varying degrees, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I say this a lot actually, because, um, I do recognize that a lot of people deal with exactly what you just described and also having compassion for the person yeah. that you're in a relationship with. And I tell Amberly this all the time. I think I probably tell Noel as well that humans can only be as true as they are to themselves. So true. Yeah. And that is limiting for some people that is not total and complete transparency and it's for a variety of reasons and we really are just here trying our best yeah absolutely so even if there's someone where it's not aligned like it's important to not have judgment but at the same time have discernment for yourself yeah and then you can agree okay well for whatever reason we're not aligning here Mm -hmm. and let's just you know separate like I I will for example want to work with clients that are ready and willing to hear a lesson and move forward. Yes. I'm not a, a psychic that's going to just deliver an easy to hear message. I ho- you know, in many cases, the messages are lovely, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes for a person's good, the message is initially painful, but will be helpful for them later on. Yes. You're so amazing. <laughs> that is so awesome. Noel wants to give a quote. <laughs> the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Oh, yeah. It's exactly, exactly. (laughs) So you said, do you want to say something? No. Um, (laughs) You said initially that we could do a little mini reading or channeling. So do you mind if we end on that? It's awesome. Note through you? Okay. Okay. I'm going to receive. All right. All right. So I'm just going to do the prayer that I normally do before reading. I'm going to call on Sheena's angels and guides and my angels and guides, as well as Archangel Michael, Archangel Ariel, Haniel, Zadkiel, Shamuel, Gabriel, Uriel, Jophiel, Azrael, Metatron, as well as any other angel or guide can assist. Please make sure this is a safe space. Increase clairvoyance and psychic ability and make sure that whatever comes through is for the highest good. All right. Can you say your full name for me three times, Sheena? Sheena Menina, Sheena Menina, Sheena Menina. All right. So Sheena, is there anything in particular you'd like me to check in on? Um, Let's go with the next six months in terms of travel. Okay. All right. So angels and guides, what can you share with Sheena in regards to her next six months in particular in relation to travel? Okay. They show me quite a bit actually. Yes. Um, And I'm seeing, uh, overseas as well as domestic (laughs) and let's see I'm it looks like I'm seeing Europe and probably South America is what I can tell from the visual but I'm also getting that a lot of this has to do with what you want and they want you to know how powerful you are in terms of influencing this thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes see angels (laughs) what else would help Gina right now Okay, they're just telling me you're really powerful at like magic and manifesting. Again? But it's yes. like sometimes it, there's a kind of holding in of it, almost like you're afraid to be too powerful. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of reined it into a more, mm, I guess, kind of acceptable level. Mm-hmm. And it's time for you to just kind of like, like <laughs> let that magic fly mm-hmm. out <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, for the next level of success to come your way. <laughs> it's cute they show me uh I know you're you have the like basic witch and you yeah. do talk a lot about kind of witchy stuff and they show me that you're one of the many souls working right now that's helping to change the the idea of witch and what it is and they show me like kind of like bewitched you know like mm-hmm. that there's a group that's like let's make this light and fun like that mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be like dark and weird yes um and so you're one of those souls and there's a group of you that are working on this in this lifetime and that's part and you know you that's part of your magic is this ability to direct energy because that's really what magic is it's a, it's a conscious direction of energy and intent mm-hmm. for a particular outcome I see lots of, um, they're not talking about just travel right now, but lots of success and lots coming your way. And they're showing me like big shifts. Like some people, 
you know, they go through changes and it's kind of like slow incremental changes. And what they're showing me for you is like big jumps. Like you'll be like, and you go like way up, like fast, like all of a sudden. So just if there's things that are, it seems like it's taking a while or like, Mm -hmm. it's cause you're kind of like energetically preparing for this like big all at once shift. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. (laughs) I love that. Great. So good. Anything else you'd like to ask? Um, if we could give a collective message for all the healers here at raw Republic or the people who come to raw Republic. Okay. That would be great. And we'll end on that. It's very much in line with what we were talking about earlier in the recording, just the importance of everybody taking care of themselves. And then as they take care of themselves, they have more to give and share. And then just a brief message about making sure to each for each person as well as in the space to sort of clear energetically after clients or after releasing it Mm -hmm. so that everything is fresh to start over. I'm getting everybody here is very empathic. So sometimes what happens is people are like taking on, you know, other people's Mm -hmm. like pain or their healing or Mm -hmm. whatever. So I think that's what they're, they're showing me. And then, um, in particular angels, um, coming up would be Michael, Jophiel and Azrael for this support in so terms beautiful. of clearing and protection <laughs> great all right let me just see if there's any any kind of general message too they're just showing me a visual that it's important for everybody who's listening today to reach out and ask for help so we've gotten the message that we need to like try to do everything ourselves and basically again the more we receive the more we can give that and it's important for us to do that physically but especially what they're talking about right now is spiritually and emotionally so to reach out and invite angels into your life and you can do that very simply they hear our thoughts um you can also say it out loud or write it down because making it physical in that way it does give it a lot of power but essentially it the intention is what's really important so by reaching out and asking for help you give the guides permission to step in and intervene and change things on your behalf so they're always talking with us and giving us guidance and messages but it's only once we ask that they're allowed to step in and and help unless it's a really extreme situation like you might die before it's your time or something but Mm -hmm. generally speaking that's the case so just everybody even right now just take a moment to invite your angels and spirit guides to assist you in general as well as if there's anything in particular that you're wanting to shift or bring into your life and if you do that every day it's extremely powerful Um, I'll share the, the analogy of You know, you would never like go into a restaurant, you never go into raw, you know, and like ask for just food or just ask for, I mean, you would ask for what you want. So it's important in life to to ask for what you'd like and uh, believe that it's possible. And even if you don't know how to ask your angels and guides to help you make it happen and remove obstacles on your path. And also for people to know that there's no such thing as asking for too much help because angels are not limited by, you know, physical reality in the way that they are. So they can be more than one place at a time and there's no shortage of help. So don't feel greedy. (laughs) The guides want it too. Ah, okay. And I'll just, I'll mention too that, um, I have my podcast and I also have on my website a free grounding and clearing meditation. So if you feel like you've absorbed a lot of, uh, energy and you want help to learn how to clear it, the guiding, uh, grounding and clearing meditation will help you walk through that. Thank you so much, Laura, You're on so behalf welcome. of everyone here at Raw Republic <laughs> and everyone listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And Laura has an amazing presence online with a lot of amazing content through her podcasts, her seven different podcasts, her website, mm-hmm. um, her social media feeds and things like that. And so don't forget her book. <laughs> don't forget her six Thank books, you. six or seven. 
So I have seven written, six that are published. Yeah, unreal. So we channel a lot, so it's very fast. (laughs) I'm going to be posting a picture of Laura on my Instagram where I'll tag her Instagram and then also my Facebook page and uh, the event page will be tagging her website, her social media handles and ways that you can get in touch with her. Thank you so much, Laura. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's so great to talk with you, ladies. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks.